0: We talk about the gospel a lot, but sometimes it can be hard to explain exactly what that means. In this series, we're talking about Alive in Five, which is a simple and easy-to-remember way to tell the story of Jesus with five symbols that represent five points in that story. We hope you enjoy this series from Apex students, and we pray that you don't walk away without looking a little more like Jesus. Do you guys want to hear C? A true Ooh. David and Goliath story. So you may have seen some, like, digital recreations of things online. Um, and so I'm going to show you the, a digital recreation of two fierce competitors. And I can't wait to see who wins, so brace yourselves. Because this is chicken versus 20,000 medieval soldiers. All right, ready? Almost. You got a scooter. There you go. I hope you can hear it, too. I'm coming at you. 20,000 medieval soldiers. Let me know when it happens. It happens. I can hear it. What? Okay, maybe not exactly like David and Goliath, to be fair. Um... I saw this video and I was like, "There's just no way I could miss that. That needs to be, <laughs> that needs to be discussed tonight. Very important cultural <laughs> things happening. So uh, I just needed to check it out. All right. So um, you may did anyone let me know in the comments if anyone actually thought the chicken was gonna win? Cause like there there's a world. There's a digital recreation. Anything could happen, and somebody could say, you know, the chicken clucks and all the soldiers fall over. So okay. if you so thought that, I was holding out hope when I saw this video, hoping maybe the chicken would win. But obviously. Soldiers won. Seems obvious. Um, I'm gonna tell you some more things. That sound they're obviously true things, um, but they might make you think a little bit. All right. The word knight, as in medieval knight that we were just looking at, the word knight um, has the same number of silent letters as it has pronounced letters. K N I G H D. The same number. Knight. Um, sucking on hard candies is basically drinking your favorite flavored spit. So next time what? you have a mint, remember that. It's basically just flavored spit. All right. Um, we admire people for the hair on their head, but the second it's off their head, it becomes gross. Isn't that weird? It's true, though, right? Um, you go to college to pay for college. Hmm. Yeah, checks out. That, <laughs> that, is, that is very true. Um, you never laugh too hard at something. You always laugh exactly how funny you think it is. I love that. Isn't that nice? Mm, that is nice. <laughs> All right. Someone coined the term, to coin a term. True. Uh, checks What's out. That? Nothing is ever on fire. Fire is actually on things. Isn't oh, no. that true as oh, well? Oh, my mind. <laughs> All right. Finally, my last. <laughs> the last two are my favorites. Um, there are more eyeballs in the world than there are actual people. Also true more eyeballs than actual people. How about Double. And uh j- roughly double, yes. <laughs> Not exactly, but no, roughly. There are people with just it's the true. one. <laughs> and finally, if you uh if you were to walk around the whole world, your head will have traveled slightly further than your feet. What? Right, cuz you're walking around the world. Get it? Your head's going to travel a little further okay, than your feet. Okay, all right. Okay, yeah. Checks out. As long as the <laughs> <laughs> Because it, it seems like new information, right? It's like, huh, never quite thought of it that way. It's not new, obvious things after you kind of think about it. It's more of a logical conclusion. Not necessarily new information, but a logical conclusion. So I've got another one based on the series we've been in, Alive in 5. Because um, we're in week three of Alive and 5. I had to check my fingers to make sure I have the right number. We are week three, coming at you, week three of Alive in 5. And so we're talking about this logical conclusion. The first week was uh, we said that God is love. So something we learned about God or, or discussed about God. And the second week is that our sin separates us from God. So if you take those two things, um, logically you could see that this would be a problem. If God is love, God loves us perfectly, then something, then Him being separated from us is going to be an issue. There's going to be a problem with that. Um, and, and the logical conclusion is we have a problem, and it is. A problem to our God. So that's kind of what we're talking about today. So today we're talking about God reconnecting with his people. God is love. Our sin separates us from God. So we have this this logical conclusion is we have a problem. And so we're talking about how God is reconnecting with his people. So sin separated us from him in a big way, and it still does. That's definitely still something that affects us today. Uh, And there was an event in history that God used to reunite himself With his people. And that's what we're talking about. God came to earth in the form of a man named Jesus. So Jesus lived a perfect life, and he died on a cross, and he came back to life for us to reconcile God with his people, to reconnect us, reunite us with our Creator. And this event. Uh, Jesus coming to the world uh, is laid out in a Bible verse that a lot of you have probably heard. Even if you're like you've never been to church before, you're listening. In, I didn't even you just came across this um, this stream by accident. You've never been to church in your life. Um, you probably have heard this this verse. And this this Bible verse comes from uh, a man named John. He wrote out the events of the life of Jesus, because he was like watching Jesus heal people and do miracles, and he was like, this is important. So he wrote down the events of Jesus's life. Um, and he wanted us to have an accurate picture of what Jesus's life was like. So he said this uh, in his his account of God of Jesus's life on earth. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now tonight we're talking about what God did out of love because Jesus died for our sins and came back to life. We're talking about this event. We're talking about Jesus. God saw this problem. He loved us so much and our sin was separating us from him. So God said, I'm going to do something about it. And he sent. he came to earth in the form of a man named Jesus. And Jesus died for our sins and came back to life. You've seen these five symbols. Uh, if you've been with us the past couple of weeks, we've used them on a Wednesday night, on a Sunday morning, even. I talked about them, um, and we're using these five symbols to tell the story of Jesus. Now, this this uh, model here is called Alive in Five. We're using this hashtag, We Are Alive in Five, throughout the series and throughout your your journaling process, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, but this model is called Alive in Five, and it lays out the story of Gospel of the Gospel, where each of these five symbols represents a story, a point in that story, and it comes along with a phrase. So we talked about first our God is love, our sin separates us from God, and then today we're talking about how Jesus came to die for our sins, and then he came back to life. So each symbol... Uh, comes with a phrase and represents a point in that story. And the idea here is to give you an easy way to remember that story, to remember the gospel, because I've been faced with questions. Someone says to me, why do you go to church? What do you believe about God? What's the difference between you and maybe this other religion? Or, Or what's the difference between your life and my life just because you go to church? What does that even mean? I've faced those questions and I've always had a hard time answering them. They're, it, they're hard questions to answer. So we're looking at Alive and 5 and uh, hopefully answering some of those questions, giving you a chance um, to have this in your brain to explain some things about God and these Simple symbols are easy to sketch on a napkin, and you can kind of tell that story out right in front of you um, and help somebody through that conversation. Um, So that's kind of the goal. That's why we're talking about this a whole bunch Um, throughout the next few weeks. We're talking about each of the five symbols, and like I said, we are on week three. By the end of this, I hope you have a better understanding of Alive in Five and ultimately a better understanding of the story of Jesus and the gospel. So uh, we are at week three, and the third symbol is the cross, as you can see here. And tonight we're talking about this third symbol and the phrase that goes with it, Jesus died for our sins and came back to life. So let's talk about Jesus. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's really cool uh, about Jesus in the Bible and, and, and in ancient writings that were written, you know, thousands of years ago, that uh, God was talking to his people about Jesus from the very beginning. From the very beginning God was laying out this plan. And, um God knew that Jesus was going to be the answer to sin way at the very beginning. I'll show you here. Um, one of the, the the book that recounts the very, very beginning. Uh, it's it's captured in a book called Genesis. Um we see that as soon as the first sin happens in the same uh, really close in this writing as soon as the first sin happens god alludes to this jesus character that's going to change everything so um, he's talking about punishments for the of sin on the world and this is what he says and i will put enmity just uh, conflict. I will put conflict between you. It's talking to the serpent. So uh, imagine ultimate evil, the devil. You can put anything in there that um, that we're talking about here. So I'll, I will put enmity between you and the woman. Here, the serpent, you, represents uh, where it says, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> where it says you there, um, it, it represents the serpent, and the serpent represents Satan, devil, the woman represents mankind. All right, so, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Your offspring and hers. It's interesting because the offspring of the serpent would be Satan. Um, which we believe is the source of evil, the the, uh, the the chaos in the world. Everything that comes from there is, is a result of sin, and Satan is, is kind of the master over all of that evil kind of thing. So the offspring of the serpent is Satan, and the offspring of the woman is Jesus. So it's suggesting this Jesus thing. So this is the very first time that the good news is it's what we call the gospel, the good news of life. It was the first time it was ever given. Um, the bad news was that this sin is going to separate God and man. God, uh, man could not have the same relationship with God that he had before. That's the bad news. The good news is that things are going to change, that God was going to be reunited with his people. And so this Jesus thing is talked about all through ancient writings. We see over and over again. Um, and, but this is the first time we see it. Long before Jesus came, we see him suggested here right at the very beginning. And I think that's really, really cool. So all throughout history, we see God hinting at this Jesus situation, and uh, God is telling people over and over again, the Savior is coming. This Messiah is coming. He's going to change things up. It's going to make a huge difference. It's going to really change the world. Um, He's going to come and die. He's going to reconcile God to his people. So uh, he even mentions throughout time, God is giving details about this Jesus person. When he comes, This is going to be what it looks like. This is going to be some circumstances. Um, See, even really specific details he mentions here. So when he comes, we're going to know. We're going to know who he is. We're not going to have any questions. Uh, And Jesus fulfilled those prophecies. So we have these two ideas here so far. Um, Jesus was the plan from the start and that Jesus fulfilled the prophecies that God had been laying down from the very beginning. One of my favorites, um, just one out of a ton of different prophecies that Jesus fulfilled, uh, is in the recording of the life of a prophet named Micah. And God says this, But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come from me one who will rule over Israel. So Bethlehem was a city in the ancient Near East. If you know anything about church, you know Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And I've always kind of wondered why we wrote songs about him being born in Bethlehem. Like, why is that a big deal? And the reason it's a big deal is because it was prophesied about thousands of years before it happened. And so God was laying this foundation saying, when the Savior comes, it's going to look like this. These things are going to be met. And one of those things, he said, he's going to be born in Bethlehem, the city Bethlehem. And... Um, Bethlehem was no New York City or LA. <laughs> Bethlehem was not a big deal. You, you didn't know Bethlehem was there unless you were from Bethlehem, basically. So um, maybe it was a little bit more like Wilkesbury, maybe even a little. Uh, <laughs> Bethlehem was a small city. Maybe it was like Wilkesbury, but maybe even smaller than that. Um, but God was willing to call His shot. He knew what was going to happen, so He said, "Hey, with the, this Savior that's coming, He's going to be born in Bethlehem, and that's going to be one of the many, many ways you know it's Him." because he's born there. All right, so this baby is born in Bethlehem. He fulfilled all the other uh, prophecies that had been laid out. And uh, he knew that God in the form of man was this guy named Jesus born in Bethlehem. All right, Jesus being born was a really big deal, obviously. Um, and it was the fulfillment of these prophecies that God had set way, way ahead of time. But what he came to do is the next big deal. The next big deal is what Jesus came to do. And those prophecies said he was coming to die. He was coming to lay down his life as a sacrifice for all the sin in the world. He was going to die for our sins, our, what we talked about last week. When we miss the mark, the things that we mess up on, Jesus was going to come and pay the price. All right. Yes. Uh, and we've talked about this before. Like I said, the price for sin is death. So the, the, it says in, the, in, in ancient history, how we understand sin, the wages of sin is death. There is a price that needs to be paid. That's how it works. So there's what's this old system before Jesus. There was an old system um, and this family would make a sacrifice. So they would grab an, a goat or a lamb or an ox or birds or something like that. And they would sacrifice those things. They would slaughter them on, on an altar. And that would be the sacrifice for their sins. And that would be this whole ritual was, was uh, saying to God, everything we have is yours. We've messed up. We ask your forgiveness and we're going to try to do better. So that that was basically the message that we were sending when you were sacrificing something to God. You were saying, we've messed up and we need your help. But when Jesus came, when God came to earth in the form of a man named Jesus, he came to change the system. And so Jesus God in the form of man, 100% God and 100% man, he lived a perfect life. Um, He didn't miss the mark a single time. He had no sin in his life. He lived a perfect life. And um, the sacrifice of a lamb could only go so far. So it could only only cover a limited person or a limited group of people for a limited time uh, because the sacrifices were imperfect, right? Animals can get sick. Animals, uh, they're not that valuable. So the sacrifice of an animal was limited. And that's what Jesus came to change. Um, Their sacrifices were imperfect, but God coming to earth and becoming the sacrifice was a completely perfect sacrifice. He didn't sin a single time in his life. So he was a perfect sacrifice. Um, And that sacrifice will cover all sin from all people for the rest of time. Now, that's a big deal. That's what Jesus came to do. He came to be the the wage of sin, of our sin. He came to pay the price. He didn't make any sin. He didn't do a single, miss the mark a single time in his life. Didn't make a mistake, did not uh, steal a thing, did not lie a single time. We believe that when God came to earth in the form of man, he lived a perfect life, and he was the perfect sacrifice. Now, your sin is no different than, than the other sin in the world before. Your sin, my sin, The wages of my sin is death. There needs to be a price paid the same way as it's always worked. And if you were um, living before Jesus, you would have to sacrifice a goat or a bird or whatever. Um, But you live about 2,000 years after God came to earth in the form of man and died on the cross. And uh, he came to die for your sin. So all you have to do is, is say yes. All you have to do is ask God and this sacrifice is applied to your sin. It's not automatic. Until you ask. Then it's that easy. All you have to do is ask him. Say, God, I believe in you. I've messed up. Help me to do better. Um, And that's all it takes. Uh, So a couple weeks ago, we talked about God's love and what happens after you accept that sacrifice. And you get eternity in heaven with God. And you get abundant life here on earth. Eternal life in heaven after you die. And abundant life on earth before you die. And those are amazing things. We say that life with God is just better. Life with Jesus is just better. He's not necessarily going to make your life better, but he's going to make you better at life. When you follow God, he's going to make you better at life. There's a pastor in Georgia that says that all the time. It's a really great uh, frame of mind because I don't want to make it seem like all your problems are going to go away when you accept Jesus. Your your circumstances won't go away, but you're going to be better at dealing with them and you're going to have the creator of the universe on your side helping you to deal with them. So, there's one more piece to this, um, this event in history that we didn't quite talk about yet um, because Jesus didn't just die for our sins. We can see that in the phrase for the tonight. He didn't just die. Um, when he died on the cross, he paid for my sin. Um, again, that's how it works. The perfect God's perfect love and Jesus living a perfect life, he died as the perfect sacrifice for my sin and yours. But then he defeated death and he came back to life. We believe Jesus literally died and literally came back to life. And that was okay because he wasn't a normal man. He was 100% man, but he was also 100% God. I know that's confusing. You're, I'm not going to quite understand that. and I, I get that I'm not going to understand it. Um, but we believe that God died and he came back to life. Jesus came back to life. And that sends a message to me that when my sins are paid, that's not the end of the story. I've asked God to apply that sacrifice to my life, but that's not the end. That's not how that's, I don't get off after that. Like that's not how the story ends. So it sends a message to me that there is more than just the price being paid. He paid the price and he came back from death. So when I accept his sacrifice, I can't stop there. I can't quit after that. Jesus came back from the dead, which means I am called to something more. So I have applied Jesus's sacrifice to the sin in my life. I've been forgiven for my sins, but Jesus came back from the dead. And, and when I accept Jesus, I come back from the dead and I have more on the other side of that. I, there's more after accepting Jesus. So some of those things, um, I rely on him to, to to make me better at life and miss the mark less and sin less because he's helping me do that. He's also, he, he has this mission and purpose for my life. Um, I believe my mission and purpose is to talk about this stuff to teenagers. That's what it is for me. For you, it's it's all kinds of different ways that God can take you. But he has a mission and a purpose for your life. So we need to work on figuring out what that thing is. So we need to ask God, what is the mission you've given me? You have saved me from my sin, but you have saved me to something as well. So asking God, what is it that I am to do now with a changed mind resurrected life. Ask God, and I believe he's going to answer you when you ask those questions uh, genuinely. And after we know what it is, we need to work toward fulfilling it. All right, so Jesus died for our sins and came back to life. It sounds simple. This this one phrase is a lot, uh, how you might explain the gospel in one of the symbols, it's probably this one. Jesus came, he came to die for our sins, and then he came back to life and you get to reap the benefits. I get to reap the benefits because he died to pay for my sin and to pay for your sin. And he rose to give you a mission and purpose and to give me a mission and purpose. So we got to run after that purpose. So we have to first apply his sacrifice to our sin. Say, God, I accept you. I believe in you. I've messed up. Help me be better. Please forgive me. And his sacrifice on the cross covers your sin. And then you say, God, Just like you resurrected from the dead, just like you came back to life, what have you saved me for? What do you have for me now? Ask him what that is, and I believe he's going to reveal it to you, and you have a whole life, abundant life ahead of you to figure that stuff out and work toward even closer to God and fulfilling what he's called you to do. All right, let's pray together. Jesus, thank you so much for your word, for our understanding of this event in history that changed everything spiritually. That changed the game entirely, changed the sacrifice system, That's that changed things up in a big way, God. Thank you that we can understand this a little bit better through uh, your word and through how we understand you in history, God. So thank you that you sent Jesus. Thank you that you came to die on the cross for my sin and for the sins of all people for the rest of time. Thank you, God. And I thank you that all we have to do is ask, and you've forgiven us, and I thank you that all we have to do is ask, and you reveal a purpose and a mission for us in your time, and that things as those things are revealed to us, we can be obedient and run after them. And you've given us eternal life in heaven after death, and you've given us abundant life here on earth, pursuing you and the mission you have for us. God, thank you so much for every single person on this stream, and I pray that after looking at your word and looking at you in history, that we can. Uh, not walk away without looking a little bit more like you tonight. Thank you, God, so much. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 I would normally break you up into your small groups now. Aww. But you can't do that. So go to the Aww. group me. Oh, good call. Go to your group me. Say something that you learned tonight. Say something uh, about your evening tonight. I'll give you just a couple questions if you want to answer them. Um, you can think about this. Think about a time that you did something wrong and had to be pay the price, something that you did wrong and you had to pay the price, what did that feel like? So describe an event where you messed up and tell me what the price was and uh, how it made you feel. And the second question you could answer, um, what would it have felt like for someone, if someone were to take the punishment for you in that circumstance? So in that story where you uh, had to pay the price for something, um, what would it have felt like for someone else to pay the price? Because we believe that's what Jesus did for every sin in our life. All right, Thank you guys so much. Make sure you're interacting in your group me If you're asking me what that means and you're in grade 6 through 12, message us on Apex, at Apex Harvest and we'll get you plugged in to a group me so that you can be in community with some people. Last thing is that um, lots of people are saying thank you to you on the comments here for doing this and for being faithful to doing the thing. And um, we're, we're having an applause break on the chat. For Dave, who is backstage in the living room taking care of our dog. So one more round <laughs> for Dave yes, Kenny. Yes, yes. Bless Dave. Thank you for being Thank a great so puppy uncle <sighs> yes, from for this s- episode. Sunroom Studios uh, on the count of it's our sunroom and I'm between two dead houseplants. And so I'm just <laughs> so thankful. Totally so um I'm just going to tell you, so just in case you didn't know, we are doing this this Alive in Five situation. Use this hashtag, uh, hashtag we are alive in 5 I'm not sure if we have been on the Instagram, so we're going to go through and make sure that we have this on all of our posts so that we're in there, adding to this hashtag. Um, so we've been talking about this model, uh, how the five symbols tell the story of Jesus, this phrase, very, very important. Um, and like I said, I want this to be something that we at Apex value very much. So we've had leaders looking at this for months. We're preaching through a whole series for over a month, almost two, um, to get ready for it, to to make, to soak in it. I've been saying that a lot lately, right? (laughs) To soak in this idea. And we want to put this merch, these things, these symbols all over your life so that you have it everywhere. You can't get away from it so that you know it and can use it. So like I said, everyone next week that is at Apex will get The color of their choosing um, for a wristband here, and I want you to have that. So just so you know. um, And if you didn't know, the journaling challenge. If you don't have a journal yet, it's too late. You can buy a pin at the store. But if you have a journal at this point, and you are February 20th, if you come to me with a completed journal, 30 days of journaling things, Mm -hmm. uh, we have... There's a, I meant to bring mine in here. There's a, a piece of paper in there that outlines the each scripture that you should be looking at every day for 30 days. And on the back, it tells you what it means to like journal about scripture. So it's a really, really great model. I'm getting great feedback. It's called SOAP Scripture uh, Observation, Application, and Prayer. So SOAP. So uh, anyway, it just helps you journal about scripture. I've been hearing great feedback about people loving the SOAP thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure that you are... Keep it up with your journal. February 20th, bring it to me. You get, in exchange, a free Alive in 5 pin. So it's going to look not quite like this. It's going to be a different shape. I don't have the sticker with me. But um, those pins are coming in shortly. I'm very excited. And I think those are all the things that I need to... Yes. I'm excited. We are as a family going through these scriptures together, and that's really cool. I've also heard that some cool feedback that the whole Apex family is looking at the same scriptures every day, and that's really, really cool. So uh, I hope that you take that journey with us, that you're taking that journey and faithfully working on that stuff. So uh, take the challenge. And guys, thank you for joining us. You ready to to close up here? I'm ready. we love you, and I'm so glad that you Thank came to us uh, with us at Apex Harvest on the Instagram, Instagram Live, and we will see you next week. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to this Apex Students podcast. You can listen to more Apex teachings by subscribing on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We pray that this message has impacted your life and that you don't walk away without looking a little more like Jesus.